0: Thank you for joining us today. In the first book of the Bible, God defined the family as husband, wife, and children. He gave us His infallible generational design for the family. Before the first child was born, however, sin entered God's perfect world, altering His divine order for the family then and now. Listen in as Pastor Rander ministers to us on what we must do to be restored to His perfect plan for our families you want to take notes, so have Bible, pen, and paper handy.
1: So now, let me give you God's criteria for your future spouse. Here's God's criteria for your future spouse. Are y'all hanging with me? Oh, God help me preach. Here's God's criteria. I'm going to give you God's criteria, and a whole lot of folk wish they had this criteria 30 years ago or 40 or 50 number one is the person a Christian that's number one is the person a Christian 2nd Corinthians 6 14 says do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers for what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness and what communion has light with darkness but I love him but he ain't saved pass him up but he got money. Pass him up. He cute. Pass him up. They're the same sex. Pass him up. Pass him up. If they are not, a, ask them. Are you saved? That's a big question to ask. Are you saved? Whose side you on? <laughs> are you on God's side or the devil's side? Who am I talking to? Who are you? Are you? Are you a Christian? How do you know you're a Christian? What, is it, what does it mean to be saved? What is the gospel? Ask poignant, penetrating questions to get a gauge on that rascal's life. <laughs> oh God. Number two Does the person possess integrity? If you say he's a Christian, she's a Christian, then they ought to have some integrity to back up the fact that they are Christian. Job chapter 1 verse 1 says, There once was a man named Job who lived in the land of Uz. He was blameless, a man of complete integrity. He feared God and stayed away from evil. That's a man of integrity. uh, now, Now, be mindful, integrity doesn't mean sinless perfection, but they are growing in their integrity. Don't mean that you won't make a mistake or you might do something the wrong way or just have a bad moment, got your eyes off God, but you heard and repent and you get yourself back on track and you start living holy again, okay? Having integrity doesn't mean sinless perfection. All have sin. You're going to have mess ups and some spills, but you ought not live continually, habitually in it. Proverbs 10, 9 says, people with integrity walk safely, People of integrity walk safely. You need to ask yourself about that person you're looking at pretty strongly. Are they safe? What a question. Is the person I'm considering, are they safe? Are they safe? That's really important. Uh, But those who follow crooked paths will slip and fall. Danger, danger, danger when you or tying yourself up with someone who is crooked. And they'll make a crook out of you. Amen. Proverbs eleven twenty says, the Lord detests people with crooked hearts. Marry somebody that's straight, who loves the Lord, who doesn't have, who not, who's not seeking crookedness, but he delights in those with integrity. If they're a Christian, they ought to have integrity to back up the fact that they're a Christian. Uh, number three, the third uh, piece of this criteria is the person employed and possess a good work ethic. Right. Is the person employed and possess a good work ethic? Proverbs 12:24 says, "Work hard and become a leader. Be lazy and become a slave." Listen, you girl, you want a hard-working man in your life. You know, what you got? Nothing. Where you, how, how you get around? I uh, Just make it. You don't even have a via pass. <laughs> just talk. Talk, 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 talk. No money. Listen, that man, girl, that man need to be able to provide for you and fathers, you need to ask them, what do you have so you won't be in my pocket? You, you, you get married and they're all back in your house because nothing for nothing leaves nothing. What you got, man? That's the daddy. That, daddy ought to be, hey, 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 It costs marry her. Tell me what's in your pocket. Where are you working? That's right. That's right. Do you have a J-O-B? Right. Goby. <laughs> Y'all better listen to me. I didn't get bald-headed for nothing. 2 Thessalonians 3.10 says... For even when we were with you, we commanded you this, if anyone will not work, neither shall he eat. Yeah. You ought not be, you out there working two jobs, killing yourself and that man at home, just oh, slouching yeah. around, waiting on you, yeah. talking about what we gonna eat. It. Yeah. He needs a job. Right. He needs a job. Yeah. Listen, I, I'm not saying he has to be some executive he can be a, a custodian. I, I value custodians. That's a good living, and we need custodians to the glory of God. If you're a saved custodian and know how to treat you, you better take him. You better take him. You better take him. Ball-headed, pot belly, take him. He too light. He too dark. I want a light-skinned baby. Better take him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, God.
1: <laughs> oh, God. <gasps> <gasps> Ooh, it's getting hot in here. <laughs> Feeding that man, you better go out and work. Yeah when I, my wife and I got married, I didn't have much. I had old beat-up. I, I had a car. It was old, 68 Chevy with no air, but it was my car., <laughs> my wife didn't marry me because I was so cute because I had so much. I just had a little bit, and she, and she had a she, matter of fact, she had more of a bit than I had. <laughs> That's right. But that was all right. That's all right. I had vision. That's right. I had vision. You don't have much. Have you some vision? Lay the plan out. Say, baby, I got this car is barely making it, but uh, I got some vision. Don't look for me for where I am. See where I'm going. (laughs) Have some vision. We're in the little two bedroom townhouse, and all of a sudden we end up moving out in Humble, Texas. Got a big house out on the lake and just expanded, and God began to do things. Uh, yeah. Have vision. Have vision. I'm not saying he, yeah, he can't be poor, can not not have, you got to have every. No, 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 no. But he got to, he got to, he have to be a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I
0: mean,
1: have to want to go somewhere. That's right, that's right. I was wrapping up my master's degree. Yeah. You know, I, I, the papers were almost there. Everything about to fall in place. I wasn't no preacher when I married my wife. She didn't marry me because I was a preacher. I wasn't no preacher. That's right. <laughs> look how quiet y'all got there. Some, some folk marry folk because they're preachers. The preacher's broke. <laughs> Most of them are no broke. Don't you look at the mega stars and <laughs> think, <laughs> think it's all of that? No, it's not all of that. <laughs> Let me move on a little bit more. Y'all listening to me? Let me give you a few more. I don't know if I'm making through the single stuff. I haven't, I haven't got to the chilling yet, but uh, i go on with number four under this criteria. Can the person you desire to marry cut the apron string and be fully committed to you?
0: Mr. Rander's probing questions gives us much to fast and pray about regarding the family. We must be diligent in sustaining a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We must have assurance of our salvation. We must continuously pray for all families' growth in Christ. We must continuously pray for all families to be delivered from strongholds and addictions to reach our spiritual destiny in Christ we can be delivered from tension strife and division and have unity tranquility and peace hmm? can the person you desire to marry
1: cut the apron string and be fully devoted committed to you genesis 2:24 says therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and they shall become what one flesh You are not marrying the person's mother or father. You will be marrying your fiancé and should be committed to him or her. And sometimes it seems like you're more married to the mama or the daddy. Look how quiet it's getting in here. You married your wife. Won't y'all say amen? Amen. Uh, Families need some alone time. Family need to, to give each other some space. Mamas and daddies and children, give each other some space. Be there, but don't be there so much until they can't have any time together. Look how quiet it's getting. That don't mean you mean ugly. They're not kicking you out the house or don't want you and all that kind of stuff, but they do need some space. Let them breathe. I, I know when I step on some toes because y'all, y'all thinking now. You know when you... When you can't say man, you just say nothing. <laughs> Listen, does your potential spouse have minimum debt or a mountain of debt? You talking about you love him or her? You better check out their fiscal affairs. Proverbs 22 7 says, The rich rules over the poor, and the borrower is servant to the lender. So many marriages end up in divorce because of irresponsible financial management. I love him. I love her. Hey, the wisest thing y'all can do is sit down and talk about your assets, everything you have, everything he has, all your bills, all his bills, and don't have anything kind of hiding, kind of. Camouflaged, lay it on the table. Yeah, I love you, but let's check you out. You don't marry somebody, and for the next thirty years, you' sweating in debt. Are they are they incurring more debt? That love grows thin. Then, <laughs> listen, they ought to have minimum debt, but not a mountain growing debt, and they need they need a plan that they're executing to get out of debt. That's right, to get out of debt. Debt will kill a marriage. A whole lot of marriages have, uh, have come to ruins because of money, because of money. Number six, does the potential spouse have to live on your paycheck because of baby mama drama and child support payments to other women. Okay, I'm cutting to the chair. Okay. I may, I may not, y'all, ooh, and I may not have to say nothing about that one. Does your potential spouse have, have to live on your paycheck? Because they so poor. Because of baby mama drama and child support payments to other women. Now listen, before you get too serious, you need to ask that person, wait a minute, uh, if they don't have any children, you better say, wait a minute, is there anything I need to know? You, You got some children? How many do you have and where are they? Name them. Some of them can't even name them. They got seeds everywhere. So many, they don't even know where they are, just seed droppers. Listen, that don't make a man. Dogs know how to do that. <laughs> Does your potential spouse have to live on your paycheck because of baby mama drama, child support payments, and when you, when you get through paying three or four of the women, he's all he got, uh, women, all he has is chump change for you. And he got to live on your pay. And then sometimes they still, they still got sideline cuckabines. You better listen to me. And sometimes you find out these other women, these other children, rather, at funerals and weddings. Here you are, the casket is, and all these nights, oh, he was a faithful man. He was a family man. And there are three more you don't know, and they're talking about, that's my daddy. (laughs) Is that my daddy in there with all these extras around here? Where where y'all come from? Y'all discovering some things you've never thought you had until funerals, and, and they think they will get some money out of the wheel. And then all, all of a sudden, that's my daddy. And he broke. He don't have anything. And, okay. So, uh, 1 Corinthians 6.18 says, flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside the body, but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Number seven, Is your potential spouse willing to come to church and Sunday school with you? Psalms 122.1 says, I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Hebrews 10.25 says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, as the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Listen, if the person you're considering being married to struggles or refuses to worship with you in the house of God on Sunday and he won't go to Sunday school. None of that is a sure sign that that issue will carry over into your marriage. Well, well, I'm going to convert him, and I'll, I'll get him there. I'll just give him some time. He may grow worse. She may grow worse. They may, they may become, get in some cult or something and drag you in it, and if you won't come, the children become part of that cult. And it just goes down, 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 down. Listen, you get your man or woman that want to go to church, that want to go to Sunday school, that want to come to Bible study, that want to hold your hand and pray, that want to read the Scriptures. Don't just go by that cheap talk. You love me, come to my church. Let my pastor check you out. Okay, here's another one, number eight. Does your potential spouse spouse's lifestyle Conform to the word of God? Does your potential spouse' lifestyle conform to the Word of God? Luke 6:46 says, "But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things I say? I'm a Christian baby, I'm a Christian. You, I love Jesus, uh, but he 's living like a pagan, a lost pagan, but I 'm saying I'm a Christian I'm a Listen. By his fruits, you will know him. John 14, 15 says, if you love me, keep my commandments. If he's not keeping the commandments, the word of God, the law of God, then he doesn't love Jesus even though he say he does. Huh? <sighs> let me just do one on one to parents now. We're going to shift to parents, and I'll just do one, and I'll stop here. I sure wish I can go another 20 minutes, but I'm going to let y'all out in time for Sunday school. But let me just do one to parents, and then we'll take up with parents more next time. Parents, say what you want. What you want. Are you passionate when it comes to praying for your children? Are you pa- I, it doesn't matter whether, whether they're grown. Are you passionate when it comes to praying for your children with your, uh, with your children and consistently, systematically teaching them from uh, the Bible daily if they're still living in your home? Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 6 through 9. Deuteronomy 6, 6 through 9 says, And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up at any given moment, at any part of the day, you seize those God moments. Verse 8, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontless between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Parents, are you passionate when it comes to praying for your children, with your children, consistently and systematically teaching them from the Bible? The greatest thing you can do for your children is lead them to Christ, parents, and provide a strong spiritual foundation upon which they can build their lives. The greatest thing you can do is what? Lead them to Christ, and then build a strong spiritual foundation on Christ, especially in a culture that is promoting the gay agenda, a culture that's promoting premarital sex, a culture that's promoting pornography and relativism, where there's no sense of right or wrong you got alcoholic teenagers all on on drugs overwhelming temptations through social media and technology they lack work ethic because you didn't teach them to work Uh, they're full of idolatry legalization of marijuana synthetic drugs in this kind of culture violent video games and you wonder why children are killing parents nowadays after looking at all that blood in that video game, peer pressure, games, bullying, and on and on it goes. You get the first shot at your children. Amen. And the nursery is no substitute for what you should be doing for your family. No one, no agency, no child development program can treat your child like that mom and daddy. Because Satan will go to any length to destroy your precious babies, your children, it is critical that you be diligent to use every opportunity to teach the Word of God to your children. Catechize the children. Ask them questions and and, and require answers. Sunday school and youth ministry is not to replace what parents should be doing in the home. Will I take them to youth ministry? Listen, that's only an hour, hour and a half. That's that's all. Sunday school, hour, a little bit more, sometimes less, hour on the average. And you think that's going to hold them as as you uh, not do your responsibility in the home? Listen, they're in this culture all week long. That little hour, hour and a half is not going to hold them. Day and night, you need to be investing in your children, pouring in your children. And a, a good time to teach your children is when they're in that car and, and, the, and the lock is on, and you control the lock from your side. They can't go anywhere. Take a trip. Now, we're going to talk about God. They can't go anywhere. And don't let them go with all that stuff in their ears and all that stuff. No, we're going to have some communication. Hmm? Uh, don't let Sunday school and youth ministry replace what parents ought to be doing. We don't have them as much as you do. You, know, you must fight for the souls of your children and refuse to allow the world to squeeze your children into its mold. The Phillips translation says, don't let the world around you squeeze you into its mold. And all God's children said, Amen. let's pray. Father, I know it was a lot. And I know the message cut to the chase made folk uncomfortable, the word of God does that. It's amazing all the trash we hear in music and all the trash we hear on television. And then when we speak the word and cutting edge issues in the house of God, all of a sudden we wonder why is this being said here? But this is the place where the truth needs to be told In a culture of deception and lies, Satan is a devil. He's the father of lies. Father, we know he wants to destroy mothers and fathers and children and blended families. He wants to wipe them out. Oh God, I pray we all fall under conviction and make spiritual adjustments. Because we love your law. Father, we refuse to let the devil have our children. And Father, we are willing to fight for the very souls of our children and our grandchildren. In the name of Jesus, Satan, we rebuke you. In the name of Jesus Christ and by his power and by his word. In the name of Jesus, we pray, God, that you would break strongholds in these families. Yes. Help me to linger in this series until you get through. In Jesus' name, and all God's children.
0: Pastor Rander concludes part one of this series. We are reminded that a godly marriage is built on continual love, respect, trust, unity, and kindness which build the foundation for family. And rather than succumbing to Satan's exploitations, the challenges of marriage are transformed through spiritual maturity that strengthen and sustain the family generation after generation. After all, there is nothing too hard for God. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located in Converse, Texas.